What's up, players? Before we get into the good parts of the podcast, let's take about 15 seconds to get ourselves ready with this complimentary snack break. And welcome to Sipping Soup, the show hosted by your least favorite person featuring your most favorite people. This is our first time featuring a follow-up guest, and you may know him from the podcast's most popular episode to date. Today, we're interviewing Mr. Gulig via Zoom video call. All right. Do you have anything to say to start off with, Mr. Gulig? Uh, no, just miss everybody. And, you know, it's good that we have the technology to do it this way, but, you know, obviously, uh, being a Catholic, I think at this point, I think we all agree, um, it's actually kind of overall better, you know, but anyway, but it's nice that we can do this. So I'm excited. Okay. So our first segment today is called Quarantine Q&A. Ooh, all right. Good. About 20 we did last time where you have 20 questions, but it's been changed to fit the quarantine theme. Okay. So you have the right to plead the fifth to any question. But because they're about quarantine, I doubt that they're, like, bad or anything. Oh, sure. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. The first question, my mom wants to know, currently, how many rolls of toilet paper do you think you have in your house? Um, well, if you would have asked me three weeks ago, it would have been zero. But um, now we're actually pretty well stocked. I, I, would, I would say we probably have 10 rolls. And, uh, you know, the good thing is, is, like, we don't use it for the baby. And, like, the four-year-old doesn't use much. So... I think we're good. We're good for a while, but yeah, I'd say around 10. Uh, when you go out in public, do you use a mask or do you risk corona? Um, well, it, I, I guess it, it kind of depends. Uh, if I go into like an interior building um, like Walmart or if I have to go into Publix, then I will wear a mask. But um, if it's like an outdoor venue where um, like we're out, like, like I said, in the open air and we can kind of socially distance and put at least, you know, the six feet um, in between us, then I, I usually don't wear the mask, but um, I always have it with me just in case. Um, and honestly, uh, I started wearing the mask about maybe two weeks ago. And at first it was kind of awkward. I'm not going to lie. Um, but um, you know, I, and it's one of those things where even if it's an outside engagement, um, I will kind of read the room, so to speak. If it looks like everybody else, especially the people I'm interacting with, if they are wearing a mask, then I kind of look at it as a, a, a I don't know, uh, a, I don't know if you want to call it respect or whatever, but in that regard, I'll kind of read the room. But yeah, like I said, for sure, indoors in like a place like Walmart or Publix, yeah, I'm definitely rocking the mask. Have you done any sort of online shopping? And if so, what have you bought? Oh my goodness. Um, well, um, I guess there's two categories really. Um, my wife and I have, uh, over the last three months, we've been on a, quite a journey trying to redo our backyard deck um, and it's finally successfully done. But um, you know, now that we've had it expanded, you gotta fill it up with all sorts of stuff and like decorations and lights and stuff. So in that regard, We've been buying a lot of stuff for our backyard patio, but I have to admit that um, 
you know, where I've maybe not in dollar amount, but what I've spent the most uh, kind of time shopping for, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've probably spent about mm, 40 to $50 on iTunes since Corona started, you know, because I'm just sitting here on my computer and I'm like, oh yeah, here's this one song that I used to like in high school, but I don't have it. Um, and I'll look it up and buy it, you know, and like I said, I'm, it's kind of interesting to think that there are songs that I used to listen to incessantly, but then I couldn't remember the title. And then so it's like I have to do a search with the lyrics and stuff and see if I can find it and then, then find it on iTunes. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of iTunes shopping for music that I'll probably never listen to, but I just felt the need um, to buy, you know, during this Corona phase. Um, have you been binge watching anything during this time? If so, what have been your favorite shows or shows that are on your to watch list? Well, I have to say I have up to this point, I have avoided um, the Tiger King. Um, I know, I know. I mean, that's one of those divisive things in America is, you know, have you watched Tiger King or have you not? Um, it seems like everybody can agree that Carol Baskins did it. But um, of course, I only know that from kind of just pop culture references, I suppose, at this point. Um, you know, uh, as far as binging goes, um, I'm much more likely to um, binge watch The Simpsons. I have almost all of the DVDs and I'll just go old school and plop in a disc and just kind of let that run in an afternoon. That's actually kind of my decompress after school and being on Zoom all day. It's, my it's like that sweet spot where I'm done with school, my daughters are napping and I'll just put in an old Simpsons that I've seen hundreds of times. Uh, but I do have to say though, I've gotten into, I know it's an old show, but um, it's a, an older show on Netflix called Community. Um, and I'm kind of trying it out. And yeah, so far I'm in about 10 episodes in, which I guess means if I've only gotten 10 episodes in after a month and a half of, um, of quarantine, I guess I'm not technically binging it. Um, I guess that kind of answers your question. But yeah, I'm, I mostly am watching just old stuff that I already own, but I'll watch a lot of it in a row. There you go. Uh, my number five question was, uh, did, do, you, do you think Carol Baskin killed your husband? But, <laughs> um, um, you know, based on, um, you know, just based on all the memes and stuff, and that's all I'm basing it on, it, it seems like there's, you know, that the show, I, I'm guessing that the show has given a decent amount of evidence and uh, reason to believe that she did. I'm, I'm gathering that the, their, the allegations are that she killed either killed her husband and then fed his body to the tiger or she threw the live husband to a tiger i'm not sure but but yeah i'm gonna go with uh you know you know from an outside observer an impartial voice i would say she did do it so hopefully she doesn't find me on her in her jury because i'm convinced now that she did it you know even though i don't know exactly what the allegation is aside from feeding her husband in some form to a tiger anyway um, have you downloaded or used any food delivery apps lately? Um, you know, we um, actually haven't um, used the apps, but one of the thing, one of the bright spots, I guess you could say with Corona, and obviously I'm not saying it's an overall good thing, but um, we've really started using a lot of the local uh, restaurants and using their curbside pickups. So I guess that's kind of an answer to your question. We're not technically using the app. We're doing the old fashioned call them up and put an order. Um, but, uh, yeah, but we've tried a lot of, um, local places for everything from breakfast to dinner. And, uh, so far it's been, uh, fantastic. And it's, and that's a positive is that we're kind of breaking away from just the monotony of, 
you know, instead of getting pizza from Pizza Hut, we'll get um, pizza from Tuscan Oven or from Giorgio's and, you know, just supporting the local businesses, you know. Um, how have you been handling online classes with Zoom? What do you like and dislike about it? Well, um, the like is that it is um, simple. Um, I, I've been telling people it is nice that um, like normally when we had to go to actual Catholic, I would have to be up at five so that I can do um, my vain attempts at um, exercise and then get all showered and, you know, get all, you know, dressed up and then drive across town to Catholic to be there by seven so I can make copies and do grading and stuff. But now it's easy. Like I can sleep in an extra 45 minutes, do the same exercise, take my shower, get dressed and then pour my coffee. And then it's like, boom, I'm sitting at the desk uh, with my computer. So um, there is a simplicity to it um, in the sense that I, I don't have to worry about the physical logistics of getting myself to Catholic and making hard copies of stuff. So that's easy just to go like, you know, teaching wise, it's easy just to go click, 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 add stuff to Haiku. And then, you know, I don't have to worry about lines in the copy machine or a broken copy machine or whatever. So it is simpler. Um, another positive is, is that I, I am at home um, with uh, my entire family. Um, so we have a four-year-old and a one-year-old at home. So it's nice to have that you know, daily interaction with them in between classes. But as far as the satisfaction in teaching, I'm just going to be honest, I, I very much miss my students. And, um, you know, just being a Catholic, I, I really enjoy the high school, you know, experience from the teacher's perspective. I mean, I enjoyed it as a student too, but, um, but I do miss uh, interacting with the students. I feel like one of my, you know, one of my favorite things about the job is being able to just have small chat and like kind of mess with people. And I try to do it on Zoom. I mean, I try to, you know, randomly pick somebody, you know, from my second, from my second laptop screen where I can see everybody's faces and just randomly pick on somebody and try to, you know, try to drop a burn on them just to keep things fresh. And that is fun, but it's not the same, you know, and I, and I just feel like, um, you know, students, I feel like, you know, it just feels like Zoom. Like it's nice that we have that option, but it just, I, to me, it just feels like we're kind of running at the clock. Like we're kind of just checking off lists. Like, okay, I, we've done this assignment. Okay, we saw each other for 20 minutes, and I yapped and stuff. Whereas, like, I feel like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, that's a long way of just saying I, I miss the daily interaction. And and like for you as an AP student, and for my AP students out there, all of the skills that we're trying to build, it is going to be harder to try to give people feedback and, you know, you know, work with that and build those skills and prepare from the test virtually. I mean, it's possible, but it's different. And like, you know, like I said, I think it's better, honestly, to, you know, be in class for a lot of reasons. I think it's more fun. And I also think that it's um, easier for you guys to learn, um, you know, when we're face-to-face -face in 508. So what do you miss most about teaching in the classroom, if you had to say? Um, I got, I would say it, it's the, you know, I mean, and this is going to seem like such a simple thing, but, um, I, I miss being able to stand at my door and see my students come in and out individually. And, you know, like when you, my people walk by, I mean, I know I fail and I don't, you know, and I, I, I know I don't catch everybody every day, but I try to you know, drop a, hey, how's it going? Hey, good to see you. Thanks for coming. And, you know, have a great day. I, I try, 
I mean, I like those interactions at my door and standing at my door, especially in the 500s, it's, you know, I miss seeing my old students. I miss seeing my students throughout the day, you know, even if they're not coming in and out of my class. And on Zoom, it's just, you know, it, 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 like I said, it feels like Zoom, you just kind of have to be kind of regimented and like, okay, we're all on, let's go ahead and start so that we can kind of get through it and then I can let you guys go because I know you're tired of being on Zoom all day, especially by the time you guys get to me in F period. Um, so I just kind of miss that, like such a, something so simple because it's like, you know, when people log into my Zoom class, um, you know, it's like, everybody kind of waits and, and I would do the same thing if I were a student, but everybody kind of waits until like the last minute. And then it's like, I have 27 people sign into my room all at once. And then it's like, okay, well, it's time to get class started. I admit everybody in. And it's not like I can just go through the line and be like, oh, good morning, Brian. Good morning, Claire. Good morning, Maggie. Good morning, Gabe. You know, so it's like, that would just take too long. Whereas like in class, um, it's like, I feel like there's more opportunities just for like a small little check-in, a small high and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, that's what I miss most, honestly, is something so simple, yet I think it makes a big difference in someone's day, including mine. Um, have you picked up any new hobbies or resumed any old hobbies while in quarantine? Um, I'm trying to think of like uh, hobbies per se, um, a little bit. Um, I, you know, I think it's kind of well established that I'm in that Mardi Gras crew um, of Andres de Pez and like I do a lot of wood carving for them, um, you know, for like table decorations and stuff for different like, you know, balls and stuff we have throughout the year and, um, you know, so I've had more time to do that and I've definitely kind of sharpened, pun intended, my uh, wood carving skills, but um, you can only do that so much. So, I mean, I'm pretty much done with everything I can. Um, but no, really what I've been spending my, most of my uh, free time on is hanging out with my daughters um, and kind of helping out around the house and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, but I, I alluded to it earlier, like the deck has taken a lot of our time just shopping for decorations and chairs and all that boring grown up stuff, you know, but um, yeah, so nothing terribly exciting. I, and I, I'm about a week into a, a rejuvenated uh, kind of diet. So I'm kind of a playing a game with like trying to exercise and, you know, especially since I have a little bit more time, thanks to not having to drive to Catholic and drive back. Um, so I know it's kind of lame to say that like exercising and kind of calorie counting is a game, but um, we're a hobby, but it does keep me on my toes and it does, you know, it really forces me to pay attention to stuff I normally don't. Um, I think that kind of answers your question. So I, I know a lot of other people are like, oh yeah, I've taken up cooking or I've, you know, started doing this. Uh, not so much, not really. Um, maybe over the summer when I just don't, when I don't have anything else besides, you know, daddy duty, um, you know, maybe I'll come up with some new hobbies and, you know, I don't know, expand my repertoire, so to speak. Um, but yeah, up to this point, not so much. Uh, do you find yourself getting hungry earlier or snacking more? Um, I have to say that's that's kind of one of the the catalysts for me kind of in this last week or so, like hopefully starting a a diet that can go to distance is, you know, part of the problem of being at home is, you know, it's um, like the food is constantly accessible. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'll get off Zoom and I'll get up and stretch my legs. And it's like, oh, I've stretched my legs and here I am at the pantry. And, 
oh, I don't know, I'll reach in and get, you know, five or 10 crackers and I'll get a slice of cheese and just go to town on those dogs. And then it's like, I'll go back to Zoom and then it's like an hour later, it's like, okay, I'll get up and stretch my legs. Oh, look, there's the, you know, you know, there's the potato chips or something like that. And so that has been a challenge. And like I said, that's kind of the impetus for me trying to diet is I kind of realized how many times I was going to the refrigerator in between classes. Um, you know, cause I am one of those people that, you know, just for full disclosure, it's like when I'm, you know, when I'm stressed or tired, it's like, you know, I think it's, you know, for a lot of people, human nature to naturally gravitate towards the comfort foods. So I'm really trying to avoid that now. Um, but I actually, as far as the meals go, um, we've kept ourselves on a pretty similar schedule. Like, you know, for back at Catholic, um, you know, we have lunch around the same time. So it's like, I have a designated lunch, you know, at normal time throughout the school day, which is nice. And like I said, breakfast and dinner kind of same. But yeah, I'm really trying to, really trying to cut out the snacking, you know, which is all too easy being at home and working at home all day. Uh, does it feel strange to be at home with your family 24-7? <laughs> um, it's been great. I mean, it really has. Um, you know, and I, I have to give props to my wife. She uh, is a trooper. She's working from home. Um, but just the nature of her job, she doesn't have to be live um, like I do. And so kind of the burden of dealing with the kids and being there for the kids has kind of fallen onto her, um, you know, cause I'm on, cause I'm live, you know, for a couple hours a day, um, you know, so I do have to give her props, um, you know, for all the work she's done, um, you know, so that's been kind of strange and it's kind of, and it is really weird, you know, I, I'm used to, you know, being on daddy daycare over the summer when I don't have a job, that's been kind of more difficult now because it's like my daughter, you know, my older daughter, the four, the four-year-old will, you know, she'll like, Hey daddy, I want to play, you know, dress up or something. And I'm like, Oh, sorry, honey, I have to get onto zoom. And, um, you know, so it's kind of like, there have been moments where it's like, Oh, I know I see you all the time and you're asking me to do something, but I still feel that father's guilt of kind of having to say, uh, no, go do something by yourself. I have to get on zoom. Um, so that's been a little bit tough at times. Um, but you know, you see all the memes out there, um, where you have like, or you hear it on Facebook or stuff like that, where people are like, Oh my God, my kids are driving me crazy. Oh my God, my wife or my husband or my parents are driving me crazy. And I have to say, I mean, that's kind of been a success story so far in the quarantine um, is uh, I think um, whether it's me and my wife or me and my kids, I think we as a family have gotten a lot closer, um, you know, thanks to the quarantine. So there's a silver lining to the quarantine cloud is that, you know, the family life has been great. And so far it hasn't, you know, we have our little, you know, abrasions and stuff every now and then. I think that's natural, but I think overall we've really gotten, you know, overall we've definitely trended to being, you know, closer and having, you know, more fun together. Um, when preparing for the quarantine, did you stockpile a lot of things or were you too late to go to the supermarket? Um, we didn't, I mean, we, we definitely were um, a little bit behind on the groceries, but um, I wouldn't say we intentionally tried to stockpile anything um, because I, I went to the grocery store pretty early into the quarantine and sure um, the paper towels and like well, all of the paper products were gone, but you know, I still managed to spend $300, you know, um, at Publix and, you know, getting all the food. So it was kind of calming um, to kind of realize like, okay, I bought $300 of, um, of food. Like we're not going to starve. We might have to adjust. Like we might not have been able to get eggs this week, but 
we were still able to get food. So that was kind of actually calming where a lot of people saw the empty shelves of toilet paper and they kind of freaked out. I was kind of like, you know what, you know, yeah, there might be inconveniences, but we're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> the only thing I kind of stocked up on, if you will, is I did anticipate, um, you know, um, maybe being in quarantine for the long haul, even without the job. And it's like, okay, how am I going to occupy my time when I'm not, you know, being father of the year? Um, I did buy some old video games, you know, for my PC of all things. And, uh, you know, to, you know, so I did stockpile on some entertainment to kind of pass the time. But honestly, I, you know, once, once we got into school, I've very seldomly played the video games that I spent some money on. So yeah, not really any stock stockpiling, you know, um, and the same is true now. Every time we go get groceries, I'm not like, oh my God, they have soup. I have to go buy 10, you know, gallons of soup or whatever. So, you know, luckily I think we're, you know, pretty blessed that we don't feel the need to stockpile. You know, we trust the food supply. Um, when the restrictions lift up, what is the first normal activity that you're going to do that you haven't been able to do? Um, my my PC um, family guy teacher answer is I'm going to take my daughter to a park. That's been kind of the tough thing. Like we like we're blessed in our neighborhood up you know north of the airport where we have um, three to four um, playgrounds that like within walking distance, but they're all shut down and you know and it's kind of stinks because like we'll drive by you know in our car and then we'll see people breaking the rules and my daughter's like can we go and I'm like no we can't so I will definitely be going to parks a lot because um, that's been kind of hard because we go to like that's so much part of our routine with our oldest daughter is taking her to a park but I mean, my uh, non-PC my non-teacher answer is is and it seems so cliche but um, you know I'll probably go you know I don't know if I will like go like the very first weekend although I probably will just as a human like kind of study to see like how many people rush out in public or are people timid are people shy but you know like I said my non-pc non-teacher answer is I'll probably go to my favorite brewery um and you know but I, I also told my wife you know yesterday it's like we're not much into restaurants and stuff like we'll go like maybe once a month or something for like date night or something like that but you know, ultimately with two kids under the age of four, it's not necessarily an enjoyable experience to try to watch them and keep them behaving and keep them occupied. I kind of have a hankering to go to a restaurant and, you know, tell somebody else what I want and somebody else cooks it for me and brings it to me and takes the dishes and does the dishes. So I'd say I'd either go to a, either a brewery or a restaurant, you know, I think that's what I'll do aside from the, the playground or the parks. Um, Sonia asks, what is the weirdest thing you've heard or seen on a Zoom call? Oh, goodness. Oh, um, hmm. I mean, well, I'm, try oh, I'm trying to think. I actually am kind of surprised. I haven't, you know, luckily, knock on wood, I haven't been Zoom bombed during class. I know some teachers were complaining about that and had people pop in and yell obscenities or put horrible pictures as their background. And I've been very blessed. You guys, like my students have been awesome and have behaved very well. Um, so I, I really haven't seen, um, I really haven't seen anything terribly shocking. I've seen, I have seen a lot of people using Coach Jackson's face as um, their backdrop. 
Um, a couple of people have used my face as the backdrop, which is kind of weird. You know, when you, not that it's weird, I get why they're doing it in there, it's kind of funny. And I, I, I do take, I guess, a badge of honor in that they're doing that. But it's weird when you like see your face and like somebody else's face kind of meshing, um, you know, kind of in the myriad of faces out there. Um, it was kind of cool. Um, I knew, I've always known Miss Remke has a parrot, but one time we were at a faculty meeting and her parrot was like front and center. And I was like, oh, there's some, like, somebody has a parrot. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, no, nothing uh, terribly strange. I, I wish there was something more exciting besides Miss Remke's parrot and uh, people using Coach Jackson and my face as their backdrop. But, you know, so far so good. It is weird though, I will tell you, um, I don't have any specific examples, but I mean, I think one of the things that makes this Zoom so awkward, but you know, obviously it's the life we deal. And I haven't, it hasn't been anything inappropriate, but it, it's weird like talking with people um, sometimes. And like, I've gotten over it. So like, I'm about to say it and I don't want you to take it personally, but it's weird seeing my students in their bedrooms. Something, <laughs> you know, something that's like, so, you know, whether, I mean, and honestly, I mean, I know I have my backdrop, but I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm in my bedroom. I mean, it's, there's nothing terribly exciting. There's a bookcase behind me. And that's all you would see if I didn't have a backdrop. But, you know, our bedrooms and our homes are so, you know, normally private. And except for that, you know, <laughs> this happened. But it's like, you know, so, I mean, it's like, I mean, I know it's not the same. I know it sounds weird, but it's like, I know it's not the same as me physically being there. And, but it still feels like there's some kind of weird blend of like, I hate to say it sounds so weird for a teacher to say intimacy, but in fact, our bedrooms are intimate. You know, I remember, you know, when I was in high school, it's like, I didn't even want my parents coming in my bedroom and only a select few friends were I, was I close enough, you know, to kind of say, oh, hey, we'll hang out in my room and we'll play video games or something. So, you know, our bedrooms, especially I can project on you guys based on my own experience, like how private our bedrooms are. And now it's like, you guys are being asked to, you know, put your bedroom, you know, in, in many cases, you guys are kind of, in a, in a sense, unofficially welcoming not only your teachers, which is weird, but like your classmates into your bedroom, you know, to, um, you know, like it's kind of, like I said, I, I know that sounds weird and maybe it'll sound even weirder on playback, but, um, you know, but like I said, it is weird that it's like I'm interacting with people while you're in your bedroom and I'm in my bedroom, you know, and, um, but like I said, say la vie, that's life right now. But um, you know, so I mean, it is funny, and like I, I try to like rip on people's rooms and stuff, and make commentaries about people's rooms, and in an appropriate way, of course, um, like commenting on people's people's paints, color choices, and how messy it might be. But yeah, so that's kind of yeah, so that's kind of been interesting. It was jarring at first. It was like, oh, like there's a room full of students, and there's like 15 of them chilling out on their beds. This is weird. You know, but obviously I've gotten over it and you know, that's obviously life in the time of Corona. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you went outside your house? Oh, good grief. Um, I, I guess it depends. I mean, there's different levels, of course. Like just today I took my daughter on a, um, on a little walk during our lunch block just to kind of break the monotony and get her out of the house. And you know, what we've been doing the last like couple of weeks is she'll wear a Disney princess outfit and she'll be in her royal carriage, you know, my, our, our stroller. And I'll use my, you know, iPhone to blare Disney music that matches, you know, her dress. And she loves that. So, I mean, just as recently as a couple hours ago, I, we did about a two-mile walk. Um, I mean, like I said, we've been making a lot of trips to Home Depot. Um, 
you know, like to get stuff for the deck and look for decor and accents and stuff like that. Um, so I have, to, I have to say, I've been out of the house quite a lot, um, you know, but like I said, um, there's, a, there's always a pointed purpose. Like I don't just go to Publix just to aisle shop to get out of the house. I mean, I have to be going there to get the groceries or um, stuff like that. But no, no, we've actually, we've definitely not been um, one of those Corona families where it's like, we go out once a week for food and that's it, you know. Um, you know, we'll go out and we'll go to the parks. Like we wa we've taken walks downtown as a family and I think that's okay. I mean, I think that's really necessary, you know, to kind of get out of your house so you don't get driven crazy. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't say, you know, what's really kind of lacking I'd suppo suppose is more like the, hey, meeting some friends at a bar or hey, let's all go to the movies or something like that. That's of course been lacking, but no, we've been out of the house quite a bit. Um, do you find it harder or easier to wake up for school now that you don't have to drive to work? Oh, um, by far easier um, because it's later. Um, you know, the good thing is, is like, like I said, I mean, at Catholic time, it's like my alarm would go off at five o'clock or five ten, and it's like I don't have if I'm going to accomplish what I need to, I don't have time for the for the uh, snooze button. Whereas now it's like I, I still try to wake up at five fifteen so I can do my exercise and kind of help out and get kind of ready for my day a little bit and do some grading um but so it's by but i can also kind of wiggle room and like you know this morning i think i snoozed for 20 minutes um, which is unheard of for me like during the regular school like regular school time so it's by far easier um you know to get out of bed and kind of get ready for my day uh what are your thoughts on the changes to the ap world exam um, you know, it, it, it's a mixed bag. Um, on one hand, I kind of hate that um, your pass and fail is going to be based on one essay on one topic um, throughout world history. Um, I, I, for one, am kind of glad that you guys have the opportunity to take the test. I know for a while, College Board was kind of wondering, should we even try to do the test? And I think that would have been really unfair to, I know you guys would have gotten a refund, of course, but I think that would have been really unfair to kind of do all this AP work and then not even have the chance to get college credit. Um, but I, I do feel, I mean, I do feel like the college board has done a lot to kind of support, um, you know, the teachers as we get ready for this one adjusted exam. My only complaint with it is I wish they would have left it to be an hour for the DBQ. I personally think even with it only being five documents instead of seven, I still think 45 minutes is, um, I'm concerned about the time. I, I think, um, you know, I, I'm worried that people will kind of run out of time and they'll have to rush things or they won't get it submitted on time. That's my biggest fear with the exam. Um, I feel pretty confident that by the time we get there, like we'll have pretty good handle on the skills um, for the most part. But yeah, I, I, that's, if the college board said, all right, Mr. Gulig, how would you change it? I would just say, give us 15 more minutes, give us a round hour, um, and then I would be pretty happy with it. But I think given the situation, I, I, do, um, I do think it gives you guys the best chance to, um, to succeed with hard work. I think it'll, you know, I think it'll be good. Um, what was it like celebrating an indoor Easter with your family? Um, well, I, I guess that's, e that's easy, because um, we still did Easter egg hunts, you know, in our backyard and front yard. Uh, all in total, we had four Easter egg hunts um, on our property, which isn't you know, necessarily large. Um, we had uh, 
two Easter egg hunts in the front yard, one in the backyard, and then we did an indoor one, um, you know, kind of like maybe the like Easter Monday, I think. Um, so yeah, but the other three were out, so were in our fenced in backyard. It was only with our family. So we were still, you know, socially distanced and everything. Um, but oh yeah, so it was definitely an outside Easter egg hunt. And you know, my daughters had a great time with it. So yeah, no, we, we definitely had a great Easter um, with all of the, the kids stuff that it entails. The only thing that was kind of awkward was we do, my, my wife's, my wife's uh, family is in town and, you know, Easter, we really didn't get together with them uh, as much as we normally would. So that was kind of, that was a little tough. Uh, toilet paper and paper towels aside, what item are you constantly running out of? Um, Hmm. Well, I mean, a lot of this is driven by um, what like the kind of products that my uh, girls use. Um, I feel like we're always, you know, buying diapers and pull-ups and stuff like that. Um, they go through milk a lot, um, you know, so we're constantly running out of milk and like the juices for the girls. As far as something for me, um, I kind of have to ration throughout the week. Coke Zero. I am an I am a Coke Zero addict, and it's like I usually I try to stick myself to one 12 pack a week. Um, and so that's pretty sad that I have to, you know, spit that I drink so much Coke Zero that I have to like consciously like space it out and be like, oh, if you have a second Coke today, you won't have one tomorrow before you go to the grocery store. So yeah, I would say for me personally, that's what runs out. But aside from, you know, like I said, the milk and juice that my, my girls uh, need. Um, our next segment is called Top Five, where I'll give you three different topics and you give me your top five preferences. Oh, okay, cool. So the first one is, what are your top five Gatorade flavors? Oh, goodness. Can I just, I, I'm, I'm sure the names change all the time. I've always liked, I think it's Arctic Blast. Is that the purple one? I don't know. Um, I always like the purple because when it comes, whether it's fruit candy or like fruit drinks, I'm always a little bit partial to the grape flavor. So I would go um, purple, blue, red, yellow, and then orange. I mean, I'll drink orange if it's hot and it's all that's available, but I'm not a huge orange flavor person. Um, so I'm, I know there's a multitude of Gator varia Gatorade variations, but just based on my top five, yeah, I would go purple, blue, yeah, purple, blue, red, yellow, orange. What are your top five chip flavors? Ooh, oh, okay. Um, Yeesh. I mean, I get it's. Uh, let's see. I always love a good barbecue chip, you know, especially now that we're getting into cookout season. You know, I always love barbecue chips. It doesn't matter if it's just the simple um, Lay's or if it's um, Pringles. Love a good barbecue chip. I would put that at the top. Um, cool Ranch, um, Cool Ranch Doritos um, is definitely like you know up there. Um, sour cream and onion. Um, and then these last two, I think are kind of, they're not necessarily my favorite tasting chip, but if I, I mean, so if you're going with pure, just taste preference, I don't know if they would be up there, but if you're talking like, oh, if it was the end of the world and you could only have five types of chips for the rest of your life, I would definitely go with, um, tortilla chips. Cause you know, obviously for, you know, Mexican night and nacho purposes and queso, you know, you can't beat that. And then I would also go with just regular ruffles, you know, because you can put a bunch of a variety of dip and, you know, the, uh, but like I said, alone, I mean, ruffles are pretty good, but I wouldn't put them in my top five. Same thing with uh, tortilla chips. I mean, they taste good, but like I said, barbecue, um, 
yeah barbecue cool ranch and i forget oh and sour cream and onion yeah those are good about once a about once a year i get an insatiable craving for salt and vinegar but then like i get about two like handfuls worth of them and i'm like okay i'm done with that you know and it's like then i have like a wasted bag of chips but there you go uh, what are your top five tv shows oh um top five tv shows for sure um top one would definitely be the simpsons um like i said earlier i can binge that and just watch that you know for hours and just have it on the background i don't need to pay attention to it um, but just kind of have it on the background. So Simpsons, um, kind of in the same vein, The Office. Um, I'm a big uh, Office fan. Um, I would also put in there the medical, you know, comedy show Scrubs. I love that show for a variety of reasons. On a more serious note, I do like uh, Game of Thrones. Um, you know, I wasn't so much of a fan of the, you know, two last seasons, but I am a huge Game of Thrones nerd. Oh, and let's see. Oh goodness, what else is that? Ike? What else is there? I mean, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with Parks and Rec. I will actually, I, I, shameless plug. I will go ahead and lump in um, the Bachelor slash Bachelorette. Um, I, I I'm ashamed of it, but I'm also proud of it. Cause, I mean, I I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, but yeah, my my uh, my guilty pleasure is definitely like everything in quote unquote Bachelor Nation. From you know, listen to your heart. That's on now or the Bachelor, Bachelorette, and of course bachelor in paradise so i'd kind of lump those in in my top five um our final section is gulag's goldmine v2 okay um, in honor of this being the last quarter of the school year i've compiled some of the best gulag quotes and interactions and most <laughs> of these were compiled from the day you were on meds oh cool all right so our first one was i was playing drunk high or stupid at walmart at 10 30 last friday oh my goodness wait Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I was playing that game. I forgot. And like so, sometimes, like text my friends, and I'm like, "Wait a minute. How did you find out about that?" But then I realize I say stuff all the time. Yeah, I definitely said that. You know, it was. Yeah, that was a that was a tough game. I don't think there were any winners. There were definitely losers, though. <laughs> uh, number two in class one day, you said partiality and asked if it was a word. I don't think any of us have figured it out yet. Partiality, I, I haven't looked it up. I, I feel like it is an answer. I, it is an actual word. But and it's like, my problem is, is like, um, I, I feel like I'm on that as a, as a intellectual person. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm on this, like, I am a teacher. I am obviously, you know, to some degree smart, but I wouldn't call myself brilliant um, by any stretch. Um, but it's like, sometimes it's like my mind will take me into like an SAT vocab book or a GRE vocab word. And like, I'll like pull a word out that I think I saw on a GRE or a standardized test, but I probably am getting it wrong. But I feel like partiality is a word. I'm pretty confident that it is, but I still don't know. Uh, these next two were directed at me. Oh. Um, she's a Chinese expatriate and she'll go back to China and teach the kids in Chinese. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like um, it was brought to my attention on a Zoom section, actually, that like, I think I made, I don't know if it's the exact one that you just quoted, but um, somebody was like, you say that a lot. And you're, I, it wasn't like, they didn't say like, get new material, but it was kind of like, oh, maybe I need to like, you know, diversify my, uh, you know, my, um, you know, my, my, hum my 
humorous, non meant, not meant to be serious at all. You know, I don't want to call it racism or whatever because I'm obviously, obviously I'm not racist. But um, yeah, you know, I did say I, I did say those. I, I gave you a lot of uh, you know, I called you Chinese a lot throughout the. Um, there was one period in class where you said, and I've said, and obviously like five times, haven't I? Yes, um, I rotate. Um, I, I feel like every five or six years, there is like a bank of cliche words or phrases that I use throughout the year. And after about a month, someone always points it out like, hey, you've, you've been saying, you know, that a whole bunch. And uh, then it's like, I, then it's like, I can't stop myself. And then I move on to something else. Like earlier in the year, um, oh, what was it? Um, Oh, in all seriousness, I said that a lot at the beginning of the year. Um, in all seriousness, was definitely one that I kind of used a lot, and I know I, I know I caught a lot of crap from some fellow AP um, students, you know, in, in your in your classes. Um, I think I said, but actually, a lot. Um, I know last year there was like a period like where I could not stop saying, but um, um I know that's a bit from How I Met Your Mother. Um, but I, I would always say, but um, but um, you know, so yeah, I, I definitely, I, I'm not sure how prevalent it is with the other faculty members, but yeah, I can fall into a, into a vocab rut where I'm constantly relying on the same kind of conversation fillers or transitions or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but yeah, but obviously was, or obviously was definitely something that I said a lot that one day and that's like, I could not stop myself from saying it. Uh, number six, and when we have a trash problem, we throw it in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, hey, I definitely don't support, um, you know, pollution or of any regard, but it's like, I forget exactly the context. And, um, you know, and honestly, not as we're, I was, we're talking about this, this might, you know, maybe some of these quotes might be a good um, exercise in context with the AP students in the next couple of weeks, because, you're right. Some of these lines, it's like I remember saying them, but I don't remember what precipitated me saying it. Like, well, we can just throw our garbage in the Gulf of Mexico. I don't remember. Maybe that was from the urban game. I don't know. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't remember the context, which is which is which is fun. I, I like this because it's like I don't remember exactly why I said some of these things, but I do remember and saying them. And if Adriana dies in a vat of molten steel, I can just employ Scout. <laughs> yes, exactly. I do remember that from the urban game. Yeah, we were talking about the horrors of industrial life in the factory system. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yep, I definitely remember the context for that one. That, that was funny. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I feel like there were some that I dropped yesterday, um, you know, that out of context would be kind of funny. Like if someone just ran, read like a quote where I said, I think it was like Maddie Galloway, where I was like, oh yeah, and Maddie's wearing that coonskin hat. Oh wait, that's just her hair. You know, um, you know, it's like someone would probably be like, how did that come up in class? Like what was going on? You know, so, um, well, thank you. That, yeah, that was a good, yeah, that, I, I forgot. You know, it's like, I remember saying them, but it's like, I need like a catalyst. I need some, somebody to remind me, but yeah, those were some good liners. Uh, these come from when you were on meds. Norma asked, are you high? And you responded, on an appropriate prescribed medicine, yes. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I remember that when they got me on my, uh, um, I, it wasn't like the normal, like, uh, what are they called? Um, uh, it wasn't like any heavy duty pain medicine. It was a steroid. 
um, for like some foot issue I was having. And yeah, I was pretty loopy um, that day. And it was like, when it came time for my second dose around lunchtime, I was still loopy. And I was like, Ooh, do I go down the rabbit hole? And I said, yes, but it kind of, I get, I, I, I think it wasn't as apparent if I was as loopy because that was a noon dismissal day and um, like class was over. So it's like, I didn't have to interact with anybody else. Oh yeah. But I was quite loopy that day. And it's like, I was slurring my words as if I had had too much to drink, but I promise I didn't have anything to drink. It was, it was all the meds. And I was like, I would say stuff and I'd be like mixing up the words in my head, you know, or, or they would come out wrong or whatever. And it was like, Oh yeah, that was, that was a weird, a weird, but fun morning. Yeah, absolutely. And during that time, you also called Justin Trudeau the Prime Minister of Japan, and you called Canada Chanada when we were talking about the Chinese immigrants. <laughs> Chanada, <laughs> absolutely. Yep, yep. Yeah, because that's right. We were talking about the Canadians that day, um, you know, before spring break. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely mixed up some, yeah, crossed my wires a little bit with some of those countries for sure. Um. During the Agario craze, Gabe asked if you were playing Agario, and you said no, but in G period, you will. <laughs> oh, I, I did, and I, I haven't really played it. Um, I, I played it like one day during spring break, um, you know, but um, yeah, I, it was a, I can see why, I can see why you guys got it, like, are addicted to it and as a pastime during school. I mean, at first, as a casual observer, I was like, oh, that's stupid. I mean, I, I could kind of pick up on the goal of the game. And I was like, I don't know why they play it. They must be really, really bored. And, it, and in some cases, I took it personally, you know, if somebody was playing it in my class. But yeah, once I sat down and played it, it was like, okay, I could kind of see why you would get hooked on this, you know, for sure. Um, during Zoom class, when Coach Labani came in, uh, you, sh you redid the PowerPoint slide. And you said, ooh, this is exciting. We've never seen this before. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the awkward things is I, I don't know how much you guys pick up on it, but um, yeah, admins are popping in and out of classes all the time. Um, and I have to say, that's the good thing is, is like with Zoom, like I have to let them in. So it's like I have a little bit of warning, like we did. Like I was like, oh crap, um, it's time to like we need to make it look like. Well, and we did do something. We were just he was just coming in like thirty seconds before we would have finished. Um, so it was nice to kind of have that option to be like, get everybody on the same page, like, hey, let's act like this is new and let's do this so you can see me teach. Um, yeah, that, that was funny. And luckily, I mean, you guys played along pretty well. And yeah, I mean, he, it seemed to go really well. And he's said multiple times that he, he enjoys, you know, uh, what I'm doing with you guys and how I'm doing it. And he kind of has a, he didn't give me any names, but he was like, uh, some teachers definitely aren't meant, you know, aren't that good at this so he's like it's nice that you know you're doing such a good job so um yeah <laughs> that was fun and our last quote comes from today where you said these boys are about to have a rat barbecue oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i always love showing that picture and it's like there's always people that are always people that are kind of grossed out about that and like i said that that's just one of those little tidbits where it's like obviously it's not that important for world history but it's like I couldn't not talk about the rats in the trenches, um, you know, as we tried to uh, as we tried to fly through the First World War, you know, and as we kind of crammed towards the you know the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, the rats, yeah, the rats in the trenches, pretty interesting. All right, that's all we have today. Is there anything else you want to say before we go? 
Um, no, just like I, I try to say it at least once a week to all my classes. I mean, it's the God honest truth. I mean, I do miss you guys. And as I said earlier, I mean, despite the, you know, despite the perks of being able to be at home and, you know, the simplicity of the job, um, it's definitely not as fun. I, I got into, I got into teaching for the kids and for the students and interacting with them and teaching them. And like, I know we're all doing the best we can, but it's like, I, you know, it, it has been tough and I do miss my guys, I, everybody. And, you know, it just kind of stinks that the school year is going to end, you know, while we're on quarantine. So, you know, to all the, all the students, whether they're ACP or AP or whatever, um, anybody that listens to this, I really hope you guys swing by 508 at, at the point when we come back, you know, sometime next year, you know, and hope you guys come and see me because I, I do miss you guys. And I just kind of, I, I do feel in a sense robbed by Corona, you know, robbed of this last quarter. Cause honestly, quarter four, it, it, it's, to me, it feels like it's, to me, in some ways it's the most fun quarter. And I just feel like, like I said, I, I feel kind of cheated out of that experience with you guys this year. All right. And we're good. All right, cool. I'll send it to you. Thank you. All right. You're welcome.